This episode of Sessionable is brought to you by Dave's Travel and Events Group, who offer awesome beer-related experiences, including brewery tours, walking tours, and events packages. They also own and operate Sydney Beer Week, Sydney's biggest and best celebration of beer, running from the 20th to the 29th of October. It's bound to be another great festival this year, with events ranging from... Wildflowers Waratah Beer Release, made from 100% New South Wales ingredients. Two... Of course, Sessionable's own live podcast at the Royal Albert on a night of Monday the 23rd. For the full program, hit up sydneybeerweek.com.au and for more info on Dave's, check out daves.com.au. Alright, on with the show. Sessionable. Welcome everyone to Sessionable. It's uh, Adrian here speaking and I'm here with Tom, Hello. my co-host. And special guest, uh, Richard from Beer Cartel. G'day, how you going? Um, and we are recording uh, in the upstairs room at Beer Cartel. Um, and we thought, with the recent release of the results of the second uh, Australian craft beer survey that uh, you guys run, we'd uh, come in, sit down and have a chat about the results of that. Yeah, talk some numbers. Yeah. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Beer Cartel, the, the shop and the business, and, and then how uh, the survey came about. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Beer Cartel, we started in 2009. We had an uh, online store only back then, and we operated out of a tiny little Kennard storage shed. So, we were based in the wine storage area of Kennards in Belmain, and we were there for about a year. Had um, a big focus on um, our beer club at the time, and um, some beer gifts as well. Um, and then, in 2010 we realized that we also needed to to have a bit of a store as well so we started the search and in 2011 we bought um what was then called porter's artarman based in artarman in in sydney um and slowly converted from there so we started with 60 beers in the store 60 craft beers and then i think we're about around about a thousand that we sit on now um and we just rotate that that sort of thousand through each year so in the last year we had a thousand different beers on top of that thousand yeah wow so yeah always looking out for new releases um and it's just helping people sort of explore craft beer and and go on their craft beer journey do you rotate the stock pretty regularly with like new releases and stuff like that yeah so every week we've probably getting in say 20 new beers um yep. so it's, it's just a constant um constant rotation of beers and, yeah, and crazy our, our whole thing isn't about just getting heaps and heaps of stock we want to keep the stock fresh and yep. turn it over so it's just about having variety and, and giving people something to try yeah cool so we're drinking a beer right now oh yeah um, we should probably talk about that yeah yeah so this is the Craftwork brewery in omaru in new zealand Omaru, Omaru. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's their bottle conditioned grisette, bottled Christmas Eve, twenty sixteen. So okay, yeah. Um, so it's had you know it's had a bit of time to to condition, and it is it is quite uh, effervescent. <laughs> it was quite lively when it came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. had to um, let it settle for a bit. Um, but it's um it's yeah it's tasting really nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, just a nice light grisette. I'm a bit dusty today, so this is kind of perfect. It's got a decent amount of uh, spice to it as well. Yep. And Omaru, the thing I know about Omaru is it's um famous for its sand stone so the omaru okay. stone here we go yeah well the 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 bottle art has a bit of stone kind stone of work yeah, yeah. yeah. So the craftwork cool. logo yeah. seems to have like a bit of a yeah um I'd, I'd never heard of these guys to be honest so um tell us tell us about the craft beer survey that you've been running for two years now 
Yeah, so um, if you go back to the beginning of, of Beer Cartel, so um, I finished uh, uni and or my um, undergraduate uni in, what was it, 2001? And the first job I got out of uni was working for a craft brewery in um, Hawke's Bay, New Zealand. Um, and that was for a brewery called Limburg. And I did a market research project for them and I got paid in beer. And it was really, really good beer. And that's what sort of began my beer epiphany. Um, and then I came over to Australia and I started in market research over here. So worked for the big end of town. There was the likes of Lion, uh, did some work with James Squire, Qantas, uh, Optus, Telstra. Um, so all the guys that have lots and lots yep. of money to, to, to share about. Um, and my business partner, oh yeah, my business partner at Beer Cartel, he used to be my boss at um, at the research company I worked for. Okay. And yeah, anyway, so I had those skills. I'd worked in market research for seven years. Um, and so we thought, what's one way that we can sort of give back to the industry? And, and from there, the Australian Craft Beer Survey was born. Um, so yeah, launched it last year, 2016. Uh, first year we had uh, six and a half thousand people take part so it was a yeah massive result yep. um, yeah, normally in market research if you have a sample size of a thousand people so if a thousand people answer a survey that, yep. that that's really good so to get six and a half thousand is just blowing it out of the water and then um, yeah so we did it again this year um, and had 17,000 people so. yeah, wow. <laughs> which is uh, that's pretty amazing that's really good yeah, um, yeah. so uh, we thought we'd kind of chat through some of the interesting things you noticed in the results and uh, and, and um, sort of what, what we reckon it means for the craft beer industry in Australia. But yeah, you, you, you mentioned um, that the, the sample size, right, jumped significantly between year one and year two. Yeah. Did the demographics change at all with that? Did it, did it, what, how did you notice that shift? Funnily enough, it was basically exactly the same demographic. So we, we look at people by age, by gender, by location. Um, age and gender wise I think there was one percent difference in each of the uh that the age group so say eighteen to I think it's eighteen to twenty nine something yeah. like that yeah might have shifted by one percent so absolutely tiny yeah. and and um yeah it was amazing just how similar they were between the two years, even yeah. with a, a sample size that's almost three times um and and roughly how do the demographics break down it it's it skews I, i'd imagine fairly male right? yeah strongly male so 80 yep. percent of, of craft beer drinkers in australia are male but i mean to have one five that are female i think is also pretty amazing especially when you consider that just beer generally in in australia is such a manly such a blokey thing all marketing's based around that yep. you think about the new beer that line's bringing out on Iron, Iron Jack, Jack. Yeah. and it's just totally yeah, it's, masculine. We haven't really spoken about that, have we? Or we've mentioned it. We've mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> frown. Not in very positive <laughs> no. terms. And the uh, the general age bracket is um, thirty to thirty nine. Yep, thirty to thirty nine. I think the average age is yeah, bang on like thirty eight, something like that. Yeah. So and yeah, exactly the same yeah. between the two years. So one of the trends that you mentioned in the results write up was the people looking for looking for information about independence and supporting the local industry. Can you talk us through about that? Yeah, so um, one of the first questions, or yeah, one of the questions in there was, um, does it matter to you who owns the beer or are you interested in, in knowing who owns the beer that you're drinking? And, and 64%, so two-thirds, said that, that yeah, that, that is something that is important to yeah. them. So, yeah, it, it's amazing that it, it's so high. 
it wasn't necessarily surprising for me. I mean, we, we see when people come to our store, they say we only want to um, buy beer from independent breweries. And I think it's one of those things, that being craft beer, that the kind of world that craft beer operates in, um, people do um, want to support independent own brewery so yeah. it's a interesting and exciting thing yeah no i i, I think that's like um, i filled out the survey and that was um that question i said it was very important to me like who owns uh, the beer i'm drinking and it's not to say i won't drink beer that's not independently owned but i will always favor the independent brewed beers so we asked is independent ownership important or is ownership important um, and then the next question was, which of these different ownership groups would you actually buy from? So independent breweries, 99% of people said that they're, they're happy to buy beer from yeah. them. Um, when it came to the multinationals, there was around about 23% that said they'd be happy to buy beer from them. So yeah. the other 80, 87% said uh, 77% said that they'd either be reluctant to buy beer from them or wouldn't buy beer from them at all. So it's a massive yeah. difference. So going by that, is there an like? Do you get an idea of how educated people are on ownership of these beer brands, or is is it is it increasing? Is it um, yeah? Are people seeking it out more? I I think people want to. I think the hardest thing is just having the knowledge or knowing where to to go to find that. I mean, that there's always with I guess the the big end of town and any sort of marketing that there's the marketing spin, and so it's kind of being able to uh, put the sensitivity meter on that to differentiate what is independent first um, owned by the big guys mm. but yeah I, I think one of the um, the big things in the future will be having a um, brewer's seal that, yeah. that's a independent it shows that a beer is from an independently owned brewery and I think the um, so the in the states the um, Craft Brewers Association has released one of those little logos to put on those products we've talked about in the past I think. and I believe the UK have as well yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think I recall reading that the um, IBA, the uh, Independent Brewers Association here in Australia, are looking into it. Yeah, so the so funny thing with the, the US and the UK um, brewers sales, they, so we put a question about would you like to see a brewer seal or something yeah. in the survey and then two weeks after we launched the survey then that the us one got released and then two weeks after that the the uk, UK one got yeah. released so it was like it was almost like we were who are the great <laughs> like uh truth sayers or, or we, we could predict the future so it was it was pretty cool nice yeah, bit nice. of confirmation by yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so i've i've had a few sort of chats with some of the guys in the um independent brewers association in australia and and um yeah i think it's definitely on the cards and um hopefully it's sooner rather than later that's really cool and um it, it'll it'll help a lot in ter- especially in terms of packaged products to see like to be able to readily identify independent ownership but do you do you think that will? It, what do you think will help in terms of when you go to a pub and when you're trying to figure out what to drink? Yeah. Apart from education of the staff, you know, is it is there any other way to actually get people to know what they're drinking is actually independent or not? I think I think there's a few things that can be done there. The so the tap decals that they could show the independent ownership logo. Um, as well as that, there could just be an independent-owned um, beer sort of section on the when you're actually choosing beers as a bit of guidance. And maybe down the track, there might even be like a website that you could um, check if, if you wanted to, yeah. to, to. And maybe someone like Untapped or Now Tapped could actually integrate that into their platform as well. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I guess maybe even like for bars that do 
stock all independent beers, maybe like having the logo at the entrance of the pub, kind of like the camera seal in the UK would help a lot. I think so. I think that's not a that's not a bad idea. Having that yeah. little sticker on the window or a poster up some somewhere saying, you know, we proudly serve independent beer. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think once these things start happening, it will be interesting just to see how quickly sort of things change and yeah. how. I think what will actually happen is that people will care even more about who owns the beer they're drinking, and you'll probably even see even more support for for independent um, owned breweries. So yeah. yeah, it's um it's it's interesting to think about where things might go yeah well i mean we've seen you were saying you've you've, you've had the shop since what, 2009 and just how much the industry's changed in those what eight years oh yeah i mean just crazy like yeah back then so there there were so few breweries about and, yeah. and there were people like james squire little creatures um or little creatures was independent it back was then. back then yeah and yeah so those were still very much the beers that people started on and, and they're great as, as an introduction to craft beer and that they do have a, a real place um, but I think as people sort of go deeper into their sort of craft beer journey that's when they want to mm-hmm. then be supporting the yeah. local the small breweries that the ones that have a real story that have character that that have yep. this whole thing about them that that people can fall in love with. Um, so I got lost on the way here, and it took me a while to get here. You're you're in the um, the Sydney's North Shore in a bit of an industrial estate. Yep, and like a parking lot sort of deal. Um, yep. Not super easy to find, but do you feel, do you have you found that over the years there's been an uptick of people that have been seeking you out, especially for the um, independent beers? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it. We've always sort of talked about ourselves as being um, Sydney's sort of number one secret bottle shop. Yeah. It's it's one that once you sort of find out about us, you start sort of coming back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a that, destination store, though. You don't have people just walking in off the street. No, like. no and we're, we're not even allowed to have a sign out on the street. Um, yeah, that's why I couldn't find it. I was like, ooh, Victoria's basement. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it's actually pretty easy to get. Tran- public transport here is so the M20 bus. Um, that's how that's how we got here. Yeah, yeah. That's how I got here. Pulls yep. up. What is that? Hundred meters, two hundred meters away yeah, from just us. Down at the Bunnings, and yeah. you just walk up the hill. And then the, you can get it's a ten minute walk from the Artaman or St Leonard's train station as well. So not yeah. not too bad. Not too bad. No. Yeah. Um, although it, it is it is tough if you've got a big box full of beer to <laughs> exactly. do public transport. Well, I have done that multiple times. I, <laughs> I remember Lee um, one time bringing in a. Um, that one of those stroller suitcases, <laughs> filling that up, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I'd be interested to know as well, like cause you're saying, you've gone, for, you've gone from what six thousand to seventeen thousand, and they're spread across Australia. Right, you've got, you had respondents in every state, yeah, pretty much, every, yeah? every state and Northern Territory. So yeah, um, yeah, it's mainly Eastern Seaboard, and it's just I mean, a that's representative of the Australian population. population yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's pretty well spread across the whole country. Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, I was wondering if we could talk about a bit about like how it broke down by state. So. Uh, I think you were you had a list of like the the most popular breweries in the country from what everyone said was the best craft brewery. But how does that break down per state? The the number one brewery in Australia um, was Pirate Life. Yep, and they are basically in the top three in every single state or territory except for um, ACT. So I guess in each state that there, there, there's quite a strong loyalty to breweries that are either in that state or um, very close Have, to the state. Yep. So, like in Queensland, Bolter is number one, Stone and Wood is number two. Stone and Wood, part of it, 
I think is in Queensland, is it not? Or is it, it all, all very close? It's, it's yeah, very yeah, close. It's like right on the border, and, and, and I'm pretty then sure. Byron yeah. Bay yeah. is pretty close as well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, number three in Queensland was Pirate Life, New South Wales. So Pirate Life was number one. Then you've got Modus on the North Shore and Four Pines on the North Shore, yeah. two yep. and three. ACT, so Bent Spoke, number one with Bridge Road. Pretty close by. Yeah, yeah. close by. Not, not far at all, yeah. And then Pact, which is interesting because they're the only brewery that's in here that doesn't actually have a brewery. Oh, okay, yeah. Like mm. the, um, in the top three, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, then Victoria, so you've got Pirate Life, number one, Bridge Road, Inferal, Tasmania, Pirate Life, again, number one. Modus, which is quite interesting, number two in Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. And that was quite um, similar to last year as well. And then Seven Sheds, yeah. um, which I've never had a Seven Sheds beer. Um, no, I haven't had one for a yeah. while. Yeah. They used to like be one of the ones that you... Like back in the early days, you would find that in the stores and have it, and you don't really see it around no. as often. Yeah, I mean, they'd probably focus more on just Tasmania, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that, that was... Um, they were number three. Then South Australia, so Pirate Life's Home, number one, yep, obviously. That makes sense. Prancing Pony and Big Shed. And then uh, Western Australia, so Feral was number one, Pirate Life and Little Creatures. Interesting that South Australia is the only state that has all yeah. of the sa- all, all breweries from the same state. Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, it's it's often been said that South Australia is pretty parochial like that. Yeah, right? that's they, true. That's true. They will... The, the Coopers. They state. want the local yep. um, over anything else, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is interesting how people are often quite loyal to the, the breweries in their um, state. And I guess it's also because they can actually then go to that brewery. And yep. so they experience yep. a lot more than just drinking the beer. It's actually like thinking about the, the whole brewery as a business in a much larger sense. Yep. And, you, I mean, you, you'd probably also just be exposed to their products more um, and they probably taste better because they're fresher because they're more yep. local, right? They don't have to travel as far. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's, um, that's, that's really interesting. And then, so down. so that was um, Best Brewery. Then um, for each state or territory, we also then asked, who was your best uh, brewery venue? And so we only gave people the, the breweries that, venues that are in their state. Yep. And then we asked them what, what was the um, best bar as well in their state. Yeah. So, yeah, th- th- there's some interesting stuff there as well. For sure. Um, and we'll, we'll also, goes without saying, in the show notes for this episode, we'll have a link to the write-up of the results. So uh, the listeners can go and follow along at home if they want. Yeah. it's um, th- There's a fair bit to read. So, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's an enjoyable digestion yeah. of beer stats. <laughs> Were there any other big trends that you found this year, especially compared to last year, in terms of the results? Well, I guess, so just one thing on the sort of the brewery um, and the venues kind of thing is that one of the interesting things is three of the, or two of the the top five breweries in Australia have been around for less than three years. So um, it kind of shows you that that craft beer in Australia is pretty new and pretty young. It really is, yeah. And then when you actually look at on a venue basis that it was I think it was four of the um, seven venues, top seven, based on like each state, were um, yeah around less than two years as well. So I think there's new breweries that are coming out that are making awesome beer, but they're also m- m- creating an awesome place to, to visit mm-hmm. as well, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, I think that's becoming more and more kind of part of the business plan of breweries popping up, is to have a cacao cellar door. Yeah. Oh, and that's and good to see. It, it makes complete sense. I mean, for a brewery, um, that's where you can actually make your money. And it means that you're not reliant on um, bottle stores, bars, right from the very start. Mm-hmm. You can actually make a, a decent margin and you can 
uh, often people will say that, that that's how they actually got through the, the initial years is, yeah. is because they had an awesome cellar door. That's it. And, you know, you're not competing with taps in your own bar. Like exactly. The... But, yeah, as far as other um, interesting trends, so one of the things we asked um, was uh, attitudes of um, cans versus bottles. Yep. Because um, there's more and more cans that are continuously coming out onto the market. Um, the perceptions of people that thought cans were best didn't actually change. What did change was that um, people that thought bottles were best in the past, more of those people sort of moved to neutral. So I guess it, it, so it's a, a slow shift. Up. <laughs> a very slow shift. But it was around about, uh, I think it was 37% of people said that bottles were, were um, better than cans last year. And I think that changed down to about 29% this year. Yeah, wow. um, and majority of people think about 40% are um, uh, neutral. So they think that, that cans and bottles are on par with each yeah. other. Fair mm. enough. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Sessionable. All right, so we're back with a can of beer poured into a glass. Yeah, so this is a limited-release Modus can, um, Gadzooks IPA, a New England-style IPA brewed in the name of scientific discovery, Hmm. is what it says on the can. Yeah. What's what's the percentage on this? uh, It is 6.3. Okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. um, It pours pretty yellow hazy, very sharp resinous on the nose, a little bit of bitterness. I I think there's quite a bit of bitterness for me. Um, But... I, I think it's pretty tasty. I think it's yeah. a tasty beer, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, should we jump back into the survey? Yeah, sure. Cool. So, yeah, so uh, we thought we'd talk a bit about kind of how the, the um, respondents reply, responded, I guess, um, about their attitudes towards craft beer. Yeah, um, I guess this is um, the most sort of fun part of the survey is that these are all sort of attitudinal questions that we ask people and, and it's um i guess that the part that you can actually discover about how people think about beer so um the i, I call it a good news story 95 percent believe the quality of craft beer in australia is increasing which is i think that's that's fantastic and i, I agree yeah and, and i mean when you go back and, and think that so two of the top five breweries are less than three years old i think it means that there's a lot of new stuff that is coming on the scene that is, is kind of lifting up the game so pretty pretty exciting yeah. um, and, and what you know who are we going to be drinking in two to three years that don't exist at the moment yeah you know, um, and what's that going to look like I'm, I'm very excited oh exactly yeah. and I think the other thing is so um, if you go back to America and um, when they had their sort of uh, mini craft beer crisis when things started going sort of downhill a bit it was that that the quality was going down. Yep. So as long as we can keep that number up, I think it will only do good things for, for craft beer in Australia. Yeah. I think um, brewers especially are more and more aware of uh, issues of quality. Um, and I think punters are becoming more and more aware of it as well, about consistency, about quality. You're seeing a lot of breweries who maybe weren't fantastic at it in the past have really tightened ship and gotten a lot better and really improved. And that's really heartening to see, I think. And, and the new ones on the scene as well are starting from a place of really caring about quality and consistency, um, which, yeah, and I think taking those lessons that the, that we, 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 we can learn from the the bubble burst of oh, the US. Yeah. I think the other thing is, so there's breweries are now employing people specifically to um, make sure that the, the controls are there to test the beer and everything. I think that's such a core thing. And I think there's there's um, a company that goes around that, that can help breweries do it if, if they don't have a facility themselves as well. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't I know much about that, but yeah. I'm, that, I, that sounds like a, 
if there isn't one, there should be. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah, that sounds like a and great... And it could pro- possibly be a couple. Yeah, like. absolutely. Yeah, I, that's uh, that's really cool, 95%. Um, the next one, 94% are on the lookout for new and interesting beers to try. So as a bottle shop, it means that we have to keep on uh, getting new beers in all the time. And, and so it kind of fits with, with how we look at the, the beer world generally. Um, for breweries, I think that it might be... A bit more challenging, it means that they have to be, keep bringing out new beers all the time. It so. definitely puts some pressure on, I think, uh, to constantly be innovating and doing something new. And uh, and actually, I think that makes it harder to be consistent. And, and you know, But that's, that's sort of the balance that you need to strike. Um, with that kind of people uh, looking out for new beers, do you find that other bottle shops are stocking new beers as well and kind of increasing competition in, in, in terms of... Um, off-premise sales yeah so i think it's um like in, so we're in sydney um and it's funny if one um, bottle shop gets a new beer before the other and it, like so if it's a day before or a couple of days before it, it, the other bottle shops are going oh but we haven't got that one yet um and so it's always a race to, to get it in first type thing so um, yeah, it's. I, I think um, you look at um, just craft beer generally. More and more bottle shops realise that it's a a profitable sort of area for them to focus on. Um, I mean, for us, it's where a hundred percent of our focus is on it. Um, but yeah, more and more people are, are having a sort of craft beer sort of section and, and really trying to drive that, creating, um, getting in the new releases. And um, I guess it means that there's more competition for us, but it's also getting just more people into craft beer generally. So it's kind of a good thing in that regard. I think that 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 one, everyone looking for new stuff is a is a is a tough one. I think that's um, yeah. I mean, even I'm looking for new stuff always. Yeah, mm. uh, but I also think like I'm also happy to drink something that i know is good yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's i think that's part of always like, been though I, I think that's part of the maturation process of like the, the craft beer lover is especially at the start you want new stuff yeah. and you still want new stuff all the time but the more you have the more you kind of go back to the ones that you love well that's it and i'm when i'm looking for new stuff i'm not necessarily looking for new stuff to try new stuff now i'm looking for new stuff to find my next thing that i'll go back to yeah. like i'm i'm looking for something that i can keep drinking rather than looking the next for, um the next adjunct stout that you yeah, will that buy, I can a buy a case of, case of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right or you know, there's a, there's a bunch of beers that I go back to. <laughs> what was that beer? Uh, the Barossa Valley Chalk Coffee Stout is one of ah, my yeah, favourites yeah. at the moment. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, I saw you've got some downstairs. Yep. Um, at the moment, at the moment though, that is. You know, <laughs> yeah. But I do I do find myself going back and back to, to beers that I love, and that's. But I, yeah, always do want to try new stuff. I like when you go back to a beer and you had it ages ago, and it was. There was nothing sort of memorable, but then you go back and it's and it's just tasting really good. And you yeah. go, well, they, these guys, they're still doing this beer yep. well type yep. thing. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, my beer recommendation later on is going to be one of those beers. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Cool. Um, 87% said they'd like to increase their knowledge of craft beer. So I guess with that, um, yeah, I mean, craft beer is pretty new. Um, like when we started 2009... We were educating ourselves along the way, just like you guys here, um, Mm -hmm. just constantly educating yourself. And and that's when a customer gets into it, it's exactly the same thing. It's 
um, I guess that the more knowledge you have, the more you can understand about the sort of flavours, what you're seeing, what you're tasting, and the sort of stories behind the, the breweries that make them as well. The great thing about beer knowledge as well is the more you learn, the more you know that you need to learn more. Yeah. Um, I think Liam was saying when he did his Cicerone exam and we were talking to Ray Daniels that the more you learn, the more you realise you... There's no way to know there's everything. There's a lot that you don't there's know. A, there's, yeah. yeah. Um, I also like the fact that because more people are learning about beer, there's also a better community out there to kind of share that knowledge, um, especially places like Reddit and Craft Beer Crew. Yep. And we try to do it a bit with this podcast as well, just to kind of spread the knowledge of yeah. beer. And well, that, that's sort of where, how this, this podcast was born. Is yeah. We, you know, we, we like craft beer. We want to learn more. Yep. Um, and we wanted to share that with, with people. Yeah, and it's bec- that, that kind of knowledge is becoming more and more readily available online, especially like the entry-level stuff, uh, which is really important. And I also think uh, it's been really fun to see more and more businesses pop up as well in that, uh, in that space. So, you know, we've spoken about Institute of Beer quite a bit on this podcast, and I think, you know, that is a, that's a great source of knowledge, doing the Cicerone exam, um, stuff like that is a, a great way to learn more about about craft beer absolutely and i mean like if, if you think about our business we actually have a real focus on on education as well yes we kind of see we, we always think about people as, as, as starting out on their craft beer journey and they'll, they'll be at different stages of that and as part of that journey you've, you've got to sort of learn about yeah. things along the way so anything we can do to sort of help them um on that journey, then yeah, it's and, all um, better. I think one of your employees is running craft beer workshops. Yeah, right? so yeah. he's doing those. Yeah, on a almost uh, fortnightly basis now, and it's yeah. Um, yeah, just taking people from whether they're starting out into craft beer or whether that. So he's got a IPA class, I think it is next week. Yep. So um, yeah, it's just um, evolving people's knowledge along the way. And I guess things like brewery tours and sessions like Ale Stars that the, the Tap House has been doing for years, that helps as well in, in oh, get, huge. getting the knowledge out there. I think, I think the thing is, is the way to learn about beer, the best way to learn about beer is to have a chat about beer while drinking a beer, right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's the, I think that's the best way to learn about it is to talk to other people who know more than you have a beer, talk about that beer, and 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 just like listen to them. Is, yeah, you know. I mean, you visit a brewery, talk to the brewer about yeah. how he makes his beer, what what goes into it, the how long it takes. Um, yeah, if you're at a bar, sit at the bar and you know talk to the bartender. Yeah, um, talking about brewery tours. Yeah, so eighty four percent interested in going on a paid craft beer tour. Uh, now, full disclosure, uh, we are sponsored by Dave's uh, travel, travel events. events, who run brewery tours. But yeah, I think that's. Um, that's great news. Uh, and we've been on uh, one of the Dave's tours, or I've, I have at least, and it's a fantastic experience. I'd be, I, it, they took me to, you know, mostly breweries I'd been to before, but the behind-the-scenes look and the tour guides were fantastic at, at talking through the beers and you, you talk to the brewers. And it was, a again, I think it ties back into what we were just talking about, about learning more about craft beer. I think it's one of oh, yeah. the easiest and best ways to do that is yeah. to go on a brewery tour. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I definitely agree. I mean... If you so you could go to a brewery and yeah, if the brewer's not there or someone that's really knowledgeable isn't there, then you, you kind of miss out on that that sort of knowledge. But if you've got tour guides, um, then you're going to pick up so much along the way. It's a bit like if you do a paid tour when you're in overseas, yeah, go to absolutely. France or whatever, yeah. and going around Paris, um, the different sites, you, you'll learn a lot more about the history and um, things like that yeah. than you. 
than if you did it just yourself. Absolutely. And I think one of the, like, I've done a few brewery tours overseas, and one of the best bits about doing a brewery tour overseas is that, you know, you, you, want, you, do, you do not want to drive to breweries and then drive back. So no. you just go mm. on the brewery tour and you get to visit the breweries that you want to visit and not have to worry about transport. So Yeah, yeah. no, there's um, definitely quite a few good ones out there. Um, a lot of them helped support the survey. So, yeah, give them a Google and go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next one. So 73% agree beer tastes better from a glass. So we asked this last year as well. Um, back then, 82% agreed beer tastes better from a glass. So um, Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. It's interesting. It's gone down. Is that a bit of a can hangover? Drink it from the can. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I just don't know. I've, yeah, I'm I mean, a bit I guess there's, by this one. there's there's been a few of those ripped-top cans out in yeah, the market. So definitely. maybe some people yeah. are considering that. Like Ben spoke when they're answering. And... Oh, Ben spoke to it as well. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right. On their two core yeah beers. Yeah, like those are. I think those are. I mean, I'd prefer to drink them out of the can. For those beers, you know? oh, do you? Especially yeah. if you're at a picnic or anything, yeah. like you don't have no, to bring a glass. Bring glass. It's, yeah. it's the, the one challenge or detriment or downside of it is, is that you can't see the the real true yeah, color you can't of see it. The color, that's true. Um, but other than yeah. that, I mean, the aroma is still going to come through yeah. a lot more than if it was from a a, a closed can or a, um, a bottle. A bottle. Yeah. Um, this next one is interesting to me. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, it's been in the media a lot of late. 72% think craft beer is a good term to describe beer made by small breweries. Um, we've talked about this in the past. What, what yeah, and like, I think that what that says is that there's no real better term at the moment to kind of describe in a very quick way what you're talking about. If you just talk about good beer, what does that mean? That's to people very that subjective. Have not have, yeah. have not had other beer than the commercial beers you know what, what does good beer mean what does independent beer mean to people that have never had it yeah whereas um, craft beer they've heard it they kind of have an idea even even if it's not the right idea they have an idea of what it is yeah i think it's um it's relatively easy to kind of conceptualize the terms um and think, it's, it's okay. when you start trying to get a granular definition and you're like you know what there's some <laughs> there's some there's some edge cases there's some weird yeah. but i i there isn't a better term um, at the moment. It doesn't mean I think it's a good term, but I don't think there's a better term. Yeah. 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 It, it does its job. It's got a role. Yeah. So that, that are the main sort of uh, attitudinal sort of questions yeah. that we covered. Um, yeah. So I, I thought they were pretty interesting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Sessionable. Keen to check out the beers of Sydney's northern beaches? Well, good news. Dave's Travel and Events Group now offer a Surrey Hills pickup location for their Northern Exposure Tour. That means that not only will you get a behind-the-scenes look at great breweries like Modus Operandi and Four Pines, but you also won't have to worry about getting there and back, so you can have more than a few sneaky pints. Check out daves.com.au to book your tour today. Okay, back to the show. Should we move on to some... Recommendations? Beer recommendations, I think so, non-beer yeah. recommendations. I'll start with non-beer. Yeah. So my non-beer recommendation, I did the uh, Lanco Fun Run this morning, so that, that's going to be my oh, yeah. cool. non-beer. And I, I did the 5K, but um, it absolutely smoked me. Ooh. And my recommendation is, is don't do the 5K, do the slightly longer one, because then you can go a bit slower. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, I think it just, uh, yeah. Because it's 5K. I was struggling like, I to breathe after. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oof. Yeah. Too intense. So go in a go in a long fun run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take it slow. <laughs> take it slow. 
and maybe yeah. do one that has a um, yeah. uh, pubs along the way. Oh, that's yeah. the best way and to then, do it. I think. Then so it could be a walk as well. I did the yeah. city to surf a couple of weeks ago, and um, uh, in Double Bay, playing on the roof of the Sheaf, UMI were just playing a concert what? as oh, everyone right. was running past. It was like See, this I, is pretty cool. Like, I went by and there yeah. was nothing. Oh, okay, oh, you were probably <laughs> quite a bit earlier than me though. I was pretty late in the pack. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, there was eight, no I'm, band yeah. this year, but it's good to hear that there was. So go really slow and the city yeah. so you can catch you and I. <laughs> All right. Um, my non-beer recommendation, I think I'm into the part of the cycle where I recommend a Nintendo Switch game. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Why not? haven't done that for a few weeks. So uh, it's, it's a weird one to describe. It's called Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and it's a mashup between the Mario kind of characters in the universe and Ubisoft's Rabbids, which are sort of like rabbit versions of minions sort of thing. Yeah. And in this one, it's a tactical turn-based shooter, sort of like XCOM. And it starts off really easy and ramps its way up. And it's really, it's really fun. It's short games. So, you know, you can play them on the bus or whatever because the Switch is portable. Um, and it's also, it was one of the few games recently where I have started playing and then looked at my clock and going, oh, fuck, I need to go to work. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend a game as well. And it just came out. It's called Destiny 2. And I'm like, I'm hooked already. I'm, yep. I'm already level 20, you know, upping, <laughs> upping my light level, if that means anything to anybody. anybody. Light level. <laughs> um, so it's a massively multiplayer online shooter. Yeah. So it has the elements of an RPG, but you shoot things instead of, I don't know, slice things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you can play with mates, or you can play alone. And yeah, I have a few friends that have, like already way above me they've taken like the week off work to <laughs> to actually level their characters up yeah nice but yeah oh, it's it's a great game i love the first one i'm loving the second one so far and nice. i'm looking forward to putting hundreds of hours into it um all right you got a beer to recommend three beer uh, a beer yep uh mine's gonna be the three ravens uh wild i think it was the wild golden riesling okay um yeah well worth trying it's um is it a beer yeah, yeah. Okay. So they, so Three Ravens have done their Wild series. They've bought, out, I think, three beers so far. Yep. They had a um, Pinot Noir, one that's, I think, um, soured and Pinot Noir barrels. Okay. Oh, so they were all um, barrels. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They, 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 um, I think they, so the Wild Riesling actually uses Riesling juice in it. Yep. Um, yeah, it's well wow. worth trying. Um, a little tartness, but it's, it's, Really refreshing. Um, yeah, it's you got a, it downstairs. Or? Yeah, got it I was downstairs. Ask that. <laughs> yeah, so it's a. One. I think they call it a golden ale. Yeah, um, like a Belgian golden ale or a yep. strong golden ale, something along those lines. But yeah, well worth trying. Yeah, nice. nice. Um, I mine is a, a smoky beer okay. um, that I've been enjoying quite a bit recently. It's the Moondog Benita Apple Bum. Nice. So it's an apple wood smoked India amber apple, India amber ale with apples. Right. Um, is that in bottles or I'm not sure uh, yeah. I don't I, I don't know I'm not sure yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it um, but uh, that was that's really tasty really smoky um, really smoky they've added apple juice you don't get a lot of that I didn't um, get any of it when I had it maybe just like a little bit of a um, faint acidity at the back yeah uh, cool but uh, it's it's just a smoky beer that's really tasty and and for how smoky it is, like it's almost like there are you know it's not the smokiest beer I've had, but it's up there. It's pretty it's pretty damn smoky. Yeah, right. Um, and um, it's uh, it's also just really easy to drink for how smoky it is. Um, I was I was really enjoying that. Um, we were speaking earlier about beers that we hadn't had for a while and had it again, and 
we were really impressed. And I had recently just started having the Ekim After Battle Pale Ale Ooh, yeah, again. Yeah. It's been tasting really good. And yeah, it's just, I don't, I'm not sure if it's still the same as it was before, if they've ramped up the quality of it, but I've just been enjoying it a lot more. Yep. Just super smashable pale ale, bit of a uh, bit of fruitiness to it, not too bitter. Uh, it's my go-to whenever I see it on. Yep, pretty much. Like I just don't have to think about it. I just get it. Just get it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Um, um, thanks, Richard, for joining us on the podcast. Letting us, uh, Where can people here? find you on 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 the webs on the, on the socials? Webs. Uh, yeah, just go to dub beercartel.com.au um, and then yeah we're on all social media so at beer cartel I'm guessing yeah at like beer that. cartel yep. um, if you go to the website there's, there's the links, links there yeah. and yeah, yeah. otherwise go so, to um, Facebook stuff. and you I think you, I've seen you be pretty active on uh, on Facebook and stuff about talking about the survey and yep um, and other stuff yeah um, I mean we've yeah. had really good coverage I think yep. we've been in say 15 different sort of Articles, yeah, nice. Uh, media things, blogs, other stuff. So yep. got some coverage in the states as well, which oh, is wow. nice. And that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good. Awesome. Um, you can find me at Adrian Pua on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook as well. Uh, Tom, um, I'm at a study in beer on um, Twitter uh, and on Facebook. You can find me, and you can find the podcast at Sessionable Pod on Twitter, Sessionable Podcast on Facebook. Yep. And um, if you like the podcast, please rate and review us yep. on iTunes. Um, and we'd love to hear from you as well. Feel free to send us a Facebook message or post on our you know wall or send us a tweet or something if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, yep. um, beers you think we should try, anyone you want us to talk to. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Cool. Catch you.